This is it. There's no take backs. This is our national championships. This is our Daytona. Are you ready to give the best effort you've given in podcasting ever? I want a zero on the mat. Zero today. on the mat. Zero on the mat. I don't know what that means, but we're doing, oh, we're zero doing it. Zero on the mat. All right. Five, six, seven, eight. Go, dogs. <laughs> in a world where podcasting is the only thing that matters, two sisters who have very little reselling experience, decide to make a podcast about reselling. Who will step forward with reselling tips and interviews with some of the greatest resellers the world has ever seen? We are the Thrifter Sisters. Hello, listener. Welcome to hello, another hello. episode of Thrifter Sisters. Sisters. I'm Lindsay. I'm Lacey. And we're coming to you from the bunk bed studio. That's right. Live from the bunk bed. We're coming to you live from Lacey's son's bunk bed. The basement of the bunk bed. We're in, we just got <laughs> done with the snowing, the icing. Um, it was a great little storm we had come through. So the, my, I brought my girls over here to do the snow in with them. And we're hiding in my son's bunk bed because right now I think is our only soundproof remote yeah, option. <laughs> I think it, it sounds pretty good from yeah, yeah, our yeah. little practice runs we've done. It, we're like on the bottom layer of the bunk. And then Lacey had already put curtains around his bunk bed. So it's like a fort in here. Yeah, he wanted like a little fort feel when he's sleeping. A fort feel? A fort feel. Oh, a feel. Like feel. a feel yeah, of like being in a fort. It feels like a fort. Okay, well, it does. Good job. Thank you. I really, Thank it's, you. it's, it's a, a great secondary podcast studio for us. Yeah, it is. We have this studio when we're at your house, and then we have an actual studio at my house. I would like an actual studio. I thought you were guys were going to build one in the basement. I'm going to, but then the snow winning happened. Oh, the snow winning <laughs> gets you every time. All right, let's just get into this yes. epi. What is this epi about, sister? Oh, man, we took this request. Listen, we just can't get over her. You know, she like, she. I think she did this on pur purpose. <laughs> She like, was like a, a brain worm. Is that what they're called? They just bored in, bored right into our brain. Katie from high school. Katie said, from high school <laughs> said she wanted a lingo breakdown. Breakdown. Lingo breakdown. A reseller lingo breakdown. Reseller help. Reseller lingo breakdown. Yeah. Link. So the word lingo means. <laughs> The terminology, I, I'm just making this up, the terminology <laughs> a certain group uses that refers to things, things with, and stuff, things <laughs> and stuff within their industry, their hobby, their world. So this is reseller lingo 101, I guess. So um, there are a lot of words that are thrown around in the reseller community, and some of them are words, some of them are abbreviations, um, and they're, again, some of them are very like um self-explanatory and some are just not so if you don't know and you're trying to look on a site and you see these weird letters in front of stuff and you're like well i don't know what that means we're gonna break that down for you right and i like it really just hadn't occurred to me that people wouldn't know what this is because when you use something every day like okay here's an example when you're friends with people that are in the military they use all these like abbreviations and they they and I'm like, look, you haven't always been in the military. You know that I don't know what that means. You didn't know what that meant when you weren't in the military. And so talk to me in layman's terms, I guess. Right. Like, I can't even think of an example. But like people, friends of ours that have been in the military, like they just use it. I'm like, give me a break. I don't know what you're saying. I haven't, I, the only military experience I have is watching like military movies. Yeah. Yeah. 
I've never been in the military. No. I haven't even. I mean, I've been around people that have been in the military. Okay, so you get what we're saying here. Like, you know, we're being annoying with our reseller lingo when not everybody's going to understand what every of these words are. Of course, we get it. We use it all day, every day. How is your back doing? It's very uncomfortable. We're very like because <laughs> we're on the we're on the <clears throat> first level. Like I said, and so we're like, we, we can't sit up all the way. So we're just kind of like, I laid down at first. And I was like, there's nothing like recording laying on your back. We're like at a 45 degree angle. <laughs> and y'all, this is not a good day for me to be doing this. Because earlier this morning, I was sitting on the couch watching Cheer, of course, on Netflix. And doing something that old people shouldn't do, like breathing. I took a deep <laughs> breath and my back seized up. And it has been, it's better now because I got up and we went walking and got moving. But I have a feeling when we get out of this, yeah, I'm going to be, be bad. It's going to be bad. It's because we didn't do anything yesterday. We literally <laughs> sat in the front room of my house and watched hours cheer. of cheer. Y'all, I got through the whole, <laughs> Lacey had almost finished it. And then she like rewatched the episodes once I got to them. Like we sat on our respective iPads in the front room and she watched her episodes. I watched my episodes and we finished the whole season, all nine episodes today. And if you're not watching Cheer on Netflix about the community college cheerleading <laughs> championships in Texas or from Texas, then I don't know what you're doing with your I life. Listen, you need to reevaluate. If you're if you didn't use your time during the snowstorm <laughs> to watch Cheer, you're just wrong. Yeah, that's all there so is. Do to it right it. next time. That's exactly why I brought my girls over here to do the snowstorm because here we can just let our kids run and be wild in the neighborhood because it's safer than my neighborhood. And I knew that I just wanted to sit inside and watch stories all day while the kids – like, we don't even know – I know my oldest is down in the basement right now, but Zoe – Jackson and Judo took off. They yeah. Were... <laughs> my youngest and her only are like – we. I don't know. They're in the neighborhood somewhere. They're keeping each other alive. I mean, Juno's seven. It's time for her to go out on her own. Right. And, you know, Jackson's nine. He had a good run. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's go because we have quite – I mean, this is a this long – Yeah. We thought we were going to add this to another episode and we realized there's a lot of words. So let's just get started. The first word is – Sourcing. How are we going to do this? We didn't really talk about it. Um, we'll just take turns. Okay, go. So sourcing is what you call it when you go out looking for inventory. So it can be anything. You can do online sourcing. You can go to Goodwill itself. You can go to other um, thrift stores. Just any way that you go about getting your inventory for your closet is considered sourcing. Do you think picking up uh, consignment pieces, that's is that sourcing? Yeah, because you're getting your inventory. Right. And you're also picking what of their – because people have all kinds of stuff they want you to sell. Right. And you may not want to sell all of that. No, I'm getting very picky about what I'll take for my consignment clients now. So, yeah, okay. We're going to – so however, the, the process of getting your inventory, that is sourcing. And then what's the next one? So the next one, now we have a whole list of abbreviations. And these are things you might see – um, on a listing, and that could be on any reselling platform. I don't think any of these are um, specialized to just Poshmark. No. Specific to just Poshmark. So the first one is NWT, and that stands for new with tags. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. You're selling anything that has a tag on it that's yeah. brand new, never been worn, new with tags, NWT. Yeah, and we'll get into, um, like, obviously, you you know, someone may have a piece of clothing that they just never wore and still has the tags on it. But there's also another way of getting clothes new with tags that we'll talk about later as part of the lingo. Um, but next on our list we wrote down was you'll see on a listing EUC, which stands for Excellent Used Condition. It's basically saying the item is like new, um, but it's not brand new. 
Yeah. So if your item were to have any sort of flaws in it, you would want to take that down a notch to great use condition. But if it really looks like, you know, if it's has, if it looks like it hasn't been worn or maybe just like very, very slight signs of wear. Yeah, little to no signs of wear. Yeah, ex- that's your excellent use condition. And you'll see that a lot of times in listings as excellent use condition or you'll see EUC. I would like to say this next one um, has a personal meaning. It really because does. Because it, it's nib. It's <laughs> NIB, which in our family, our maiden name is Bullard, and that meant non-immediate Bullards, uh-huh. people who were not like people who married into the family. They were the nibs. <laughs> And they would get very upset when they would be referred to as nibs. We would because we always took a nib photo. We would say, <laughs> "Okay, photos, no nibs." Well, <laughs> family photo, no nibs. Well, it's because Dad and his siblings always like had this weird. Th- I mean, it's not weird. I get it. Like where they wanted a picture of just the four of them, <laughs> but it's like their spouses would get like their butts hurt because <laughs> because they'd be like, "This is." siblings only and then so the then the the spouses were all like non-immediate bullards are out of (laughs) okay only immediate bullards oh i think that's how it started yeah there's when they would say immediate bullards immediate and you know when that started no you know that that photo from us it's like from 1989 1990 you have in your house that's (laughs) in my closet that looks like it's from a 90s sitcom It's from that photo shoot. They had a photographer come over. Oh, my God. And that is where Nib started was at that photo shoot. <laughs> I don't remember that. That's amazing. All right. But in the reselling word, Nibs, N-I-B, stands for new in box. So that would be, you know, referencing, obviously, a pair of shoes or anything, I guess. That yeah. Could, a camera, a purse. Yeah. Any type of item that's still in a box, new yeah. in box, N-I-B. Yeah. And then um, there's also in W-B, which is new without box. Mm-hmm. Um, what is ISO? Oh, we didn't do NWT. Oh, new with tags? New with tags. Yeah. No, new, new without tags. Wait, so wait. That, you can't have that. No, it's, you can't have NWT and NWT. No, 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 no. no. It must be <laughs> NWOT. That's new without tags. NWOT, new without tags. We're on it. Yeah. On it. So if you have a brand new item, you've taken the tags off and then you realize you were never going to wear it and you listed it. Yeah. New without tags, N-W-O-T. So, so, so here's the difference here with the excellent use condition and new without tags is that it's been used. Excellent use. It has been used. So like we said before, it needs to look brand new. But if there are minor signs of where you have it there in the listing, it's used. Like this is an excellent condition for an item that has been used. So it's a slight difference right there. So yeah. make sure you know the difference between those two. And then ISO is in search of. Oh, that's right. That's a right. lot of people, I don't know about on other platforms, um, they probably do maybe on Mercari, but I know for sure on Poshmark, if you put ISO, you can say ISO coach bag or whatever, but like you can see what people are searching for. You can just search ISO and people will go into Poshmark and write that ISO in search of, and then like maybe they're looking for a very specific style by a designer, like a certain style dress, you know, from a certain designer. So that's just a way of people putting it out there that like, hey, if you have this inventory, I am willing to buy it from you. So and that's also um, a good way um, when you are trying to see like what is selling well on Poshmark. That's a good point. You can go in there and put in ISO. You could go ISO dresses and see what kind of style of I haven't had much luck. It's like... It's just there's so many different people looking for so many different things. But, you know, if you could see some sort of pattern emerging, maybe you can figure out, like, people are really looking for this designer or this style. Yeah. It's just a one more way to figure out, like, what people 
what's actually selling, what people actually want right now. Next on our list was Cogs. That's C O G S. Now this is from the game. Um, uh, uh, it? Gears of War. This is from Gears of War. It's a video <laughs> game on the Xbox, dude. Gears of War Five just came out. I used to be so. I love. It is a. You're like these army guys, and you're killing these aliens, and then there's Cogs in the game, and I, I don't, don't. That's not what this means here. Are you sure? Yeah, this is not a Gears of War reference. Dude, I used to be so good at that You game. actually were. John and I would play online yeah. like with teenagers, and my on-screen name was Britney Spears. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> and I would just like destroy all these teenage boys. This was like back before we had kids and had time to play online gaming, obviously. And they'd be like, this chick is destroying us. What the heck, man? Is that, you think it's really Britney Spears? <laughs> <laughs> okay, again, not what this means oh, here. Oh, right. Sorry. Okay, back to reselling. Yes. So Cogs in this case is not a Gears of War reference. It means cost of goods. And that's, again, very self-explanatory. So if I went to Goodwill and I sourced some dresses there, my average cost of goods, my COGS, was like $7 a dress. Yeah, and you'll see people refer to cost of goods as COGS and cost of goods. So you'll see both of those. But that is the price you paid as the seller, how much it took you, how, how, how much you paid to acquire that inventory. How much you paid when you went sourcing? There we oh look at you too. Inventory lingo terminologies. I feel like it sounds like <laughs> we're really talking fast and trying to rush this, and I feel like we are because we're it, very uncomfortable. We're uncomfortable. <laughs> Our, my dogs are locked in the room next door, and they're barking a minute ago. It feels like a child could come bursting yes. into this room because we're getting close to dinner time. Yeah, so they're going to start coming into meltdown. Yeah, yeah. We want food. Where where are they? Where are those ladies that make us food? <laughs> Put the food in my face hole. Yeah. All right. Uh, go and sister. What's next? All right. ASP. That is your average sales price. That is, you can do this every month, every two weeks. You can do it quarterly. You can do it annually. You can do all of these. This is going to give you an idea of how much your items are selling for. Um, so you would take, oh gosh, you hear it? The dogs are barking. I hear the dogs. Dogs are barking. You would take, let's say you sold... 10, I, you know, this is just a stupid, easy example. Let's say you sold 10 items this month and you sold each of those items or like for a, a price of $100. Like, let's say you, this was, this is your gross profit. This is, you know, what the selling price is. This is, you don't even take out um, the platform fees or the shipping fees that you might have covered. This is the sell price of your item on any of the reselling platforms. Um, let's say you sold a whopping amount of $100 for the month and you sold 10 items. Your average sales price for this month would be $10. Makes sense to me. Did I just, I mean, does it? Did I describe that yeah. in a proper yeah. fashion? If you have any questions, ask Lacey. Yeah, just phone in at any time. We're taking calls. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. First caller. Yes. Hi, first time caller, long time listener. <laughs> and I think, I think you guys are a bunch of freaking idiots. Sir? <laughs> That is just rude, sir. How very dare you? How we're, very dare you? We, have, we are doing the best we can. We're just a, hang up on him, Lindsay. We're, but we're. I need to explain to this this guy who was probably the white tall guy that was in the TVC <laughs> TVCC. Y'all, have you seen Cheer? It's like I told Lacey. So the guy who kept speaking up in their group meetings was like this tall, white, like totally boring guy. <laughs> 
I'm like, why is he the one giving like their pump up speeches? Like he does not motivate me at all. And I was like, you know what? They picked him because he's like the tall white guy. I'm the tallest. I'm the whitest. It makes sense that I step up and I give the motivational speech. And he was a real snooze fest. Yeah, he did not motivate me either. I'm glad I was not on his cheer team. And then we did this whole... I can't actually because then that will just if you I don't want to do a spoiler. Alert. Yeah, no spoiler Never mind. alerts. Okay, so moving on. <laughs> Dan, how, how did I even? Oh, because he was our caller. He yeah, was he was the, the caller. He was the one that called in to tell us Hi, that we um, sucked. Long, first time caller, long time listener. Uh, tall white guy here. Uh, <laughs> tall white guy from DVCC. Go cards. Anywho, okay, moving on. <laughs> All right, next we have is ROI, which stands for return. On investment. So this is an approximate measure. It, you know, the best gauge percentage-wise on um, your the return of investment, the measure of investment, how much you've made back um, on this particular item. There is a formula. Um, there's several different kinds of formulas that you can use to calculate this. So the easy one, the one that I use, is net profit. So that is, let's say you sold your item for a hundred dollars. You, let's say you paid $50 for it. Oh, crap. I'm going to have to do some math. Okay. Is it hurting? Oh, the math bone. It's real, mm-hmm. it's real rickety. Let's say you sourced an item for $50. Let's say you sold it for $100. So the co- um, let's say you sold it on Poshmark. They take out 20%. So, okay. So you – and let's say you did not have to pay any shipping. The person just play, you know, paid outright full, pull, full price – you know, on your listing, you had not sent them an offer. So they paid $100. Your earnings off of that was going is going to be $80 because Poshmark took out 20%. Okay. Whew. You got there. You got there. This is getting to a real Bueller situation right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm trying. Bueller. This is trying to add some inflection. This is just math. <laughs> okay. Whew. So what you're going to do is you're going to take your net profit. Oh, dang it lost my document you can do it i will i'm doing it i, I did it you did it i, I, did, I, it. I did it <laughs> another that's another cheer callback right we're, there we're obsessed <laughs> <laughs> okay you're gonna take your net profit so your net profit is that uh, is that is gonna be 30 dollars, right you sold it for 100 poshmark took out 20 for fees you paid 50 dollars for that item your net profit off of that Oh, my God. Off of that item is $30. Okay. That's your net profit. You're going to take that net profit, $30. You're going to divide it by your cost of goods. So in this instance, this example, it was $50. So let's do some math. Your net profit divided by your cost of goods for this particular example was $50. And that gives you 0.6. Then you're going to multiply that by 100. And that gives you 60%. That, That doesn't seem right. Well, you wrote a thousand here in the notes. Well, that's wrong. It's a hundred. <laughs> so don't tell them to multiply it by a thousand. It's by a hundred. <laughs> so anyway, your return on investment, I think, is if I if I again, Rusty, you know what, caller, what would you? Um, I, hold on, I got my CPA on the line here. He is gonna. His name's Moneyback Jack. He is gonna explain this to you in much easier terms. Um, no, Lindsay, I'm sorry. That is all correct. You just sound like you don't know what you're talking about. Thanks, Jack. Uh, I have another caller coming in. <laughs> Excuse me. Hold on. Um, hello. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rafe? This is Rafe. 
Uh, I was just going to say, um, move on. I'm really bored. Okay, so we're getting out of this Bueller situation. All right, thank you for calling, listener. Um, we'll speak to you next week, maybe? Yeah, I don't totally. know. Oh, oh, falls. oh. I'm getting a phone call right now. Hold on. I think it's school. Oh, Let's see. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, this is real. Okay. I thought you were joking about another caller coming Message in. Message from Charlottesville City Schools. To hear the... On Tuesday, January 18, Charlottesville City Schools will be closed for students and staff. Yay! All programs, including Charlottesville School's virtual learning, are All right. Well, that was an exciting turn in the midst of our recording. Yeah, our schools are all canceled schools tomorrow. Schools canceled for tomorrow. All right, let's move on. We were just doing return on We will on not be investment. taking any more calls for the rest of the episode. I think we're going to take some more calls. <laughs> <laughs> the next abbreviation on our list is PFF. This is something you're going to see on Instagram. It's super adorbs. It stands for Posh Friends Forever. Posh these, Friends Forever. These are people that you may not know in real life and who've just connected with, like our new PFF Lindsay. Yay! Shop underscore in living colors. Living in colors. Oh, God bless. I'm sorry. It's not the show. It's, it's her. <laughs> and she loves rainbows. She's living in colors. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, Lindsay. I know the name of your shop. Um yeah, so like she's a PFF. We have never met her in real life, but that doesn't mean you can't meet your PFFs in real life. You totes can, um, but these are people you have connected with on Instagram um, as Poshmark sellers. PFF, PFFs. And the next one is the bins. The bins. You've probably heard us say this a ton, and if you don't know what it is, I can imagine that'd be very confusing. Yeah. So the bins are the Goodwill outlet. It is where I think it's where all that remaining Goodwill items go to die mm-hmm. before they're sent away. So they've already yeah. been to Goodwill. They weren't purchased there. And sometimes that blows my mind when you see the stuff that people get on the bins at like, you know, on YouTube and stuff. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, how did that end up at the bins? I mean, again, it just goes to show you when people are like, oh, these resellers are taking all the good inventory. I mean, if that if some of this, I mean, we haven't come across anything like that, but people no. have, and if people are finding these like high end, people are finding designer stuff at the bend sometimes, like yeah, there that means that people that no resellers took those from when they were at the regular Goodwill fit thrift, and they call them bins because the stuff is literally wheeled out in these big flat bins just filled with like random stuff big they're big plastic they're huge big plastic bins like bigger than what you would think like a dining room table would be double that size yeah big and uh they are on wheels that get rolled out and um they're like waist height so when it rolls up to you it like comes up to your you know i guess depending on your height comes up to your waist and then that's that's when you're go 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 dig and you're just throwing your torso in and scraping up as grabbing what you can yeah i mean depending on what you're sometimes you can just do a nice leisurely not at our bins. No. Gets pretty elbowy. Yeah. Because if you don't get it from the beginning, it's gone. Like, there's just not that much in the bins at ours, I think, is what it is. Yeah. However, I don't know. I have found stuff there. And you have, too, after it's been, like, tossed through. I found know, some shoes. Dig some true. stuff out. I've, yeah. I've definitely gotten some good shoes that had a really good ROI. That's right. Return on investment. Um, Sister, the mm-hmm. next word for you is arbitrage retail arbitrage okay so i'm gonna just read this word for word i thought it'd be easier to just read it off of the interwebs than me try to describe it retail arbitrage is when you buy an item below market value and sell it for a higher price profiting from the markup it's a good way to make some extra cash but it's not a great option for everyone especially someone who can't afford to take a loss now 
in a sense, like when you read it like that, it's like, well, then isn't just going to the thrift store retail arbitrage? Uh, not really. In the reselling world, when you hear people refer to retail arbitrage, they have gone to like TJ Maxx, they've gone to Nordstrom Racks, the um, Nordstrom Sale, like they have purchased something that has been really marked way down and then they've purchased it for reselling. So when we were talking about earlier, the new with tags, a lot of resellers get really great inventory depending on where they live, if they have access like... um. Oh, gosh, what is her name? It's, oh, I can't remember. She lives in Chicago, and they have this place called Last Chance. Oh, my gosh. Have you heard of those? Mm-hmm. It looks amazing. Like, she gets, like, mid-tier to almost luxury brands at this place at really low cost. And she can't keep that stuff in her closet. She goes every Friday because I think they mark down on Fridays. Yeah. And she can't keep it in her closet. It just, she is Killing it. That's a good problem to have. Oh my gosh. I'm like, where's the nearest last chance to hear? Mm. Let's fly and go. There. So anyway, that's retail arbitrage when you're buying inventory that is in a retail store. Retail, I guess that's there's arbitrage and then there's retail yeah, arbitrage. Yeah. I guess you're buying it like in an actual retail store and then you're turning around and flipping it for a profit, hopefully. And which you know, not everybody is in a position to do. Like you have to pay more up front than you would if you went to the thrift store by a lot. Yeah, but I've still, never done it. You can get really great stuff at certain places, depending on where you are, and then resell that for a profit. Okay, let's go. Next on the list, these are two phrases, but they both kind of mean the same thing. Death yeah. pile, money pile. You'll hear those terms thrown around. Um, it basically just means your pile of stuff that you have purchased that you have not yet listed. So you've spent the money, you've had your cost of goods, and a lot of times resellers will have this death pile just growing and growing and growing. And it's like, oh, my God, I got to list stuff. <laughs> and it's because we like to shop more than we like yes. to list, which is ridiculous <laughs> because obviously listing is a very crucial component in, in making, making money. money. <laughs> but we like to be shopping. And that's why I was saying I thought it was very cute when we interviewed Lindsay uh, that – not this Lindsay. <laughs> not me. <laughs> the uh, shop – underscore living in colors that she is so positive that she wouldn't say death pile she was calling it the money pile and i was like oh it's right. the same thing i i had never heard that before yeah. so. um renee from shop renee penny i've heard her refer to hers as the money pile because that is what it is yeah it's a pile and, that you spent money on and you're not listing it to like, make money yourself so many of us call it the death pile because we're like oh <laughs> i gotta take all that stuff and photograph it and write listings for it and i don't want to do it i ain't got time for that <laughs> But that's ridiculous because that's why we're doing this. It's literally a pile of money just sitting there waiting to be sold. It's true. It's true. It's like free money if you can just list it and sell it. Free money. <laughs> All right. So those mean the same thing, money pile or death pile. And you'll see people refer to those in both ways. Um, sister, would you care to tell us what the phrase comps or word comps so means? This means comparables. This means you are looking, let's say I have a pair of, I don't know, Steve Madden snakeskin boots. And so I will go into a reselling app and I will search. If you can, if you know the specific specific style, put in as much keywords as you can for this particular item because you want to see what it has sold for. Not only do you want to see how many of that item are listed, how much like is the um, market flooded with that particular piece of inventory or is it not is that is that would mean you know it's a highly desired item possibly um and then you also want to go in and check the solds and those are the comps that are going to help you 
to price your item. Because it may be something, like it is super possible to have a pair of shoes or a purse or something that sold for retail $75. But if it's something that is really in demand and they don't make it anymore and people want it, it is possible that you can sell something secondhand more than what it sold for in the store. Absolutely. So you're checking to see the market value of this item. You're checking your comps, your comparables. You have this item. You're going to look at as many items. Not, I mean, you're not going to spend a ton of time on each, but you're going to look at some items that are very comparable to your item to get an idea what the market looks like, the demand for that item, and sold prices for that item. And just FYI real quick, when you see the sell prices, that doesn't mean list your item for those sell prices. Because remember, we do send offers out and people do make offers. So it is always smart to, once you've checked comps, to list at least 20% higher than that. You know, you want to, because you know Poshmark's going to take out 20%. Mm-hmm. And then you know that someone's most likely going to make an offer or you're going to make an offer. And so it's going to, you want to like factor that in. So you always want to price up eBay's different. Mercari, I mean, people make offers on Mercari, not as yeah. much as they do on Poshmark. Um, but you do want to keep that in mind when you see those final sale prices on Poshmark specifically, that most likely whatever you list it for is not going for that price. So always check your comps when you like, like that's, that's a, um, a word that we use a lot when we're outsourcing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Call back, call back. <laughs> when we're outsourcing, you got to check comps to see if it's worth you investing the money to buy that particular piece. Unless you're at a place, say, like the bins, where they you are charged by the pound. So, you know, <laughs> you walk out of there and you're spending like, I don't know, 50 cents a piece when you do the average cost of goods. Um, then it doesn't really matter. Because like I told Lindsay, I was like, if I have something that might make me only $10, well, if I didn't even spend a dollar on it, then I'm okay with that. <laughs> See, this is where her and I different cause, differ because I don't want to make $10 off an item. Like it's too much work between the photographing and the listing and if the you story. you spend so little on it. I know, but I, I like even my my consignment pieces, I do not want to make $10 on a, on a consignment sale because it's a lot of time that I've had to put into getting that mother listing you know what i'm saying (laughs) you know what i'm saying okay next (laughs) moving on that's comps we are moving on to rating rating ratings are bullshit yeah don't care about your ratings on poshmark you know what i'm saying i mean people can rate your stuff and like you're really the only one that sees the rating that you get and it's kind of just i don't know like the buyer's way of having like a voice once they have their item how did the sale go i'm guessing i'm guessing if you have a, cert, a a super low rating, I'm guessing they can revoke your status. I would, I would assume. Like, I don't if you know. continually have a low rating. Like, I mean, I have a five-star rating, so like what? Well, so do I. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, and like the only time I ever get like a couple low ratings here and there was like those pajamas that that woman thought smelled like pizza, <laughs> even though they were new inside the bag. <laughs> I don't know why they smelled like pizza. <laughs> well, I've actually been getting um, hit. I still – my overall – rating right now is still five stars because I've had so many five stars and very few less than that. But I've actually gotten a couple of three-star ratings lately because I'm getting hammered with shipping times. Yeah, things are it's been bad. forever to – like I have things that have been in transit for like two weeks right now. Same. It is unfreaking real. I have something that I dropped off two weeks ago that it still has not started scanning. Oh, that's unreal. Yeah. Um, real quick, I wanted to share Amanda from North Coast Style. She, I happened to see this today on her Instagram. Someone gave her – so on Poshmark, it's five-star rating. Like the highest you can get is five stars. Someone gave her four stars and under could improve, they put other. And then under additional comments, they put, I love it. No complaints. <laughs> 
okay, well then where's my other star, bitch? I want maybe, my... Maybe they can only count to four. <laughs> I mean, again, your ratings do not matter. Buyers cannot see your rating on Poshmark. You see your rating, and I'm guessing if it gets down low enough, they could remove you from the app. But I promise you, if someone gives you a bad rating, just move on. It doesn't matter. True. Okay. And like on Macari, you have to rate – the buyer has to rate you, and you have to rate your buyer back in order to get paid. It's weird. So that – platform that the rating only matters to me because of that like yeah. you have to get your money yeah the next one on the list oh i hear footprints we may have some tiny humans running uh, in here yeah i locked the door but we'll see i mean they'll still bang on it the next one on the list is bolo bolo it means you only live once but you're no bot. no no, uh -huh. no that's yolo oh, okay bolo <laughs> is a brand you want to be on the lookout for these are brands that are in demand. I guess there could be Bolo styles. People usually refer to Bolo brands. Brands, yeah. Um, those are, you know, mid-tier luxury designer brands, things that when you find, like if you find some Golden Goose sneakers at the thrift store, oh, good Lord, that is quite a Bolo for Bolo. I mean. Be on the lookout. Yeah. Things that sell quickly, things that sell for a really great amount. Exactly. And the next one on the list is the dreaded word, bots. <laughs> bot, dun, dun, dun. bot. Um, hello. I don't understand. This is first time caller. Long time. First time, long time. Um, I don't understand why anybody gives a shit if I use a bot or not on my on my my online business. Um, well, they want you actively, physically on the app yourself for some reason, and not the bots. Yeah, but it's like I'm not really. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand the the purpose of, like, pushing buttons all day. I mean, does it really matter? Listen, Tracy from Wisconsin, we don't <laughs> understand it either. But um, apparently they don't want Skynet taking over the world, so we got to keep those bots in control. All right. Well, right? so bots are, like, um, we use Posture VA. We pay this woman named Polly to sit around. Polly Pusher. She pushes buttons for us all day and shares our closet. Um, she sends out offers for us. She relists and delists. Thanks, Polly. Polly. You're the best. I mean, without... Oh, hold on. I'm getting a call. <laughs> this is Polly Busher from VA. <laughs> yes, Polly. How can we help you today? Oh, yeah. I just wanted to call and say I love working for you ladies. Bye. I mean, Polly, you're a great price. Like, I can't imagine... Like, you make a dollar a day. Yeah, yeah. I think less than that, actually. I mean, I kind of feel like it's almost like enslavement. <laughs> Ooh. All right. We All right, Polly, we got to talk. <laughs> Don't sue us. All right. That's... And also, don't raise your prices, Posture VA. <laughs> that is a disclaimer from Lindsay and Lacey. Moving on. All right. That's a buy. Uh, buy, sell, trade. The BST. What is a buy, sell, trade? No, no. <clears throat> Would you stick to the script? Okay. Buy, sell, trade. BST. Those are your Buffalo's exchanges. Those are your Plato's. Those are your... Um, buy, sell, trade stores. Well, there, <laughs> no, there's other ones I was that we don't have around here. So I was trying to think of the names of them that I hear people talking about online. Anyway, those are... You can take um, you can take your, your inventory that's just been sitting in your closet. You know you can take that in and you sell it to them, and then you can get store credit or cash. Usually not very much, but like a lot of times you get fifty percent. Like let's say um, they think they can sell it for ten dollars, they'll give you five dollars for that. I'm Buffalo Exchange. I think from what I'm hearing people say on Instagram, their people are getting better deals for turning their turning clothes into like like we discussed uh, two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. um, we're talking about going to the bins and sourcing inventory there and then taking them to the buy-sell trade to then 
they would give us credit so then we could buy higher priced items because people come in and sell their items there. So it's a secondhand clothing store. It's not a thrift store because they are getting their clothes from people selling their clothes to them. Whereas like Goodwill, all of their clothes have been donated. Correct, Amundo. And then the last one on our list is a term or a phrase used in um, Poshmark often and has created a lot of confusion it's so <laughs> for a confu- lot of people. It's so confusing. So right now this episode's 35 minutes. We're about to double this episode <laughs> length. Right now in Poshmark this weekend, they were doing closet clear out and they extended it for the holiday today. And you'll see people refer to it on um, in, uh, Instagram as CCO, closet CCO. clear out. And that's just where the okay. But look, I I copied and pasted. This is all from the Poshmark website. Why don't we take turns bulering this whole? Okay, thing? let's bueller it out. All right, closet clear out. Closet clear out is an opportunity for sellers to make some serious sales by dropping prices and for buyers to purchase a discounted listing while receiving reduced shipping, courtesy of Poshmark. To participate in the closet clearout promotion, all you have to do is drop your prices by at least ten percent from the lowest historical price. To drop the listing price, select – so you would go into like your an, a particular item in your closet. Can you do it with a bulk listing? Can I you, don't think so. You might be able to. Or I've never tried actually, so I don't know. Okay. So you would go into – let's just say you go into individual item. You would select offer price drop on your listing. Um, select, ed, select edit listing price, public. Drop your price by at least 10% and then relist the item. Um, we'll send a notification. This is what Poshmark says. We'll send a notification of the price drop to every Poshmark user who has liked your item. Your buyers will receive discounted shipping on top of the discount for the listing. Keep in mind that the minimum purchase price must be at least $15. So again, this is Poshmark specific, closet, closet clear out. They don't do this on Mercari or Depop or eBay. Like yeah. this is very specific to Poshmark. Um, so yeah, you have to, your item has to be $15. That's after you drop the price 10%. And then it goes on to say, when sellers drop the price on an item you've liked, we'll automatically let you know so that you can make a purchase. As a bonus, you'll get discounted shipping on us. Yeah. So that so the way this is so great for us as sellers is that people obviously like it when they get a offer for a lower price. And then also when you offer them discounted shipping, they're like, ooh, that's even extra bonus, you know, free money. And like, what is it? $7.95 Poshmark? Yeah. So they'll... But how much do they take off? How much does Poshmark take off? Um, I'm not sure. They don't sure. cover the whole bulk of the shipping, but they cover – it's either that $1 something or that $2 yeah. something. But Poshmark covers that for you. So it doesn't come out of your pocket. Yeah. So they're the buyer's getting a cheaper price on their shipping, and normally that would come out of your cut of the sale, and then Poshmark is covering that. But they do also say that the discounted shipping only lasts for six hours – after a price drop is made. The minimum purchase price must be at least $15 and orders placed through make an offer do not qualify. So yeah, it's got to be you going in, manually adjusting your price down 10%. And then Poshmark, anybody who's liked your item will get a notification that you've dropped it by 10%. And that is Closet Clear Out. Oh my gosh, it only took three minutes. Yeah, good job us. I still don't really understand it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I understand it, but it's like I don't understand it. It reminds me of a scene in uh, the cartoon Futurama when they go travel back to New York and they see all the parking signs in New York. And they're like, hey, Fry, this is you're from this time. What do these parking signs mean? And he's like, oh, I asked a cop that once. He said it meant F you, kid. 
That's kind of how I feel like this is. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like they've written it all the way out for us. We get it, but it's like we don't get right. it. We get it, but we don't get it's it. Like we don't get it. Don't and know. you'll see a lot of time people on Poshmark being like, or you know, talking about Poshmark and being like, uh, I don't understand. Like, I did this and I did the price drop, and then I didn't get any discounted shipping. Like, I don't understand. So who knows? It's, I think you know the two the what, two or three things to keep in mind. The way you have to, as the seller, you have to go into select offer price drop. Yeah, not Pub- make an offer. Yeah, you're not in it. You have to make it say public. So it's not offers. It's not offers to likers. No. Um, but all your likers will get a notification. Drop it by 10%. And then your buyer will get a notification that this has been dropped. And then they will get discounted shipping. And you don't have to pay for it. And it has to be within six hours of you oh, dropping the price. That, that was actually the other So one if they the, miss yeah. that six hour window, then the price is uh, the shipping is not going to be covered by Posh. Yeah. And then and the thing about the the closet clear out that's annoying is then you got to remember, well, if if this stuff didn't sell, do I want to go take those items back up 10%? Right, right. Which yeah. I have done a couple of times. Most of the time, I'll just leave it there. I'm like, if I'm trying to push this item and it hasn't sold yet, yeah. then I'm just going to leave it at that but lower like, price. But like, what are you, are you just going to, like, every time you do a closet clear out, you're just dropping it 10 Well, that's why I literally only do closet clear out, like, once every, like, four months or so. Like, I, I don't do it a lot. I don't utilize closet clear out, and I probably should. I mean, on some pieces that have been sitting for a while. When I, the first time I did it, I had obviously never done it before and I made a ton of sales mm-hmm. from doing it. And then I did it again like two months later and nothing happened. So I figure the longer I wait, if somebody wants something that's in there, you know, then it's going to, I don't know. It, it's, it's up to you. It's you use your own discretion. All right. Well, guys, listener. We're sorry if we Buellered your ear off. Yeah, I don't think it was too Buellering because we had lots of callers oh, calling in today. Oh, and callers, thank you for calling in. Yeah. Um, you really, know, the, really the switchboard was really lighting up. It <laughs> keeps our show exciting, you know? It's like so fresh and so clean, clean. We're, we're, we're happy that you guys call in today. Um, I guess that's it. So yeah. uh, if you could head over to our Instagram, Thrifter Sisters Pod, if you could follow us over there and then... The podcast here, you guys, if you watched, listen to our season one finale, you know, got big goals for this podcast. I need mm-hmm. your help. I need your help to spread the word. Spread the word to your PFF. That's right. You know, you know what I'm saying? Um, like and subscribe our podcast. Could you give us a rating? I don't think anybody's given us a rating yet. Mm. We, I thought we just said we didn't care about ratings. Under our podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought it was just a even if, statement. Like, even if someone gave us a bad rating, I would be so excited. That would be very exciting. I would be so happy. That don't, would be, it I mean, would give us a lot of, like, comic fuel. Like, if you like us, don't go in and give us a bad rating. Right. Just for the, <laughs> just for the comic aspect of it. Unless, unless, uh, unless you're Erica. You're, you can do it. I'll mm-hmm. let you. Or Mariana, of course. Um, okay. So anyway, do all those, those really nice things for us. We would love it. You'd be our, you'd be our PFF forever. And tune in uh, next time. Oh, yeah. We have another interview coming up next week for you. We're going to be exciting. Yeah. Um, Until then, two sisters. One podcast. Thrifter sisters. Yeah. We're back at it, baby. I told you, this is our Daytona. (laughs) Nailed it. Woo. (laughs) National champs. Monica, I did it. I did it. You did, honey. You did. You did. Thrifter sisters. Thrifter Sisters is written and recorded by me, Lindsay. And me, Lacey. Produced and edited by Hot Moms of Seaville Productions. Music is written and performed by Mariana Bell. See you next week. Bye. Bye.